Meet me at The Chasen. I'm your host, Jennifer Fields. Julia Pauletti is an assistant professor in art history at the University of Virginia. She was invited by Margaret Nagawa, guest curator of Assistant Presence Contemporary African Art for the Chasen Collection, to present a lecture based on her research on the history of photography in Senegal and West Africa. For over a decade, Pauletti has been studying the relationship between the individual, photography, and the community. When Margaret asked to uh, ask me to give a talk, I've been thinking and thinking what I could present on. So I wanted to, because I knew that the exhibition included the work of Ibrahim, of Malik, and it's around this idea of insistent presence, so the idea of um, figuration, the human figure, but also relations, right, between uh, figures and within communities, across communities. And for me, uh, photography can talk a lot about that. It's a lot about self-presentation. It's a lot about articulation, our relation with people, our relations with the world. And so I wanted to talk about, um, uh, the, based on my research on photography in Senegal, uh, these relations. So photography as an art of relations and focus as a case study on this practice of the choimet that I'll discuss, which is a practice of uh, creating these photo walls with all these images that are borrowed from the community for a bride's, uh, before, for, before a wedding for a bride's. And the room, it would be fully decorated. And both Malik and Ibrahima have reworked this historical practice. And I also want to say that it's interesting you talk about this practice in terms of weddings. It's mm -hmm. also a funeral practice too, a graduation mm -hmm. practice or for us in, like, in the States where you compile all these photographs. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes kind of strange because you'll walk into an event and you're like, okay, Wedding, funeral, graduation, <laughs> what's going on here? Because it's that same practice, or it's a similar practice of taking all these photographs. Maybe not necessarily so much of the community, but definitely the person, whoever the star is of the day, mm -hmm. taking all their photographs and placing them on a wall, like a, like a timeline of their history. Mm. See, this is exactly why I love photography and why I've started researching photography because to me, differently from any other medium, photography is a medium that each of us, our grandma, our children, our cousins, our friends, use every day. The, it, so much of our relations are expressed through it and work through photographs. Um, we look at photographs all the time. Um, it's such a powerful medium and so that's also what I experienced in Senegal. You go in a family's home and the first thing they would do is open up the album and talk about, you know, their family. And so, uh, and so people love photographs and love to talk about photographs. So for me, that was so rich. So then, Julia, are you focusing on the person or the objects in the photograph? Um, so my background's art history, material, culture, so That's I had to ask. That's a very good question. I tried to do both. And I think for me, with photography, it's important to do both. So both to see it as a representation of someone and so see the photograph as a constructed image. So how is this person represented? What did the photographer choose to include or exclude from the frame? But then at the end of the day, the photograph is an object, which is, in most cases, is meant to be touched, held, used, broken, forgotten, and to me, tracing the history of the object is as important as paying attention to its formal qualities. That's my method for what I study. And why Senegal? Why did you choose that, <laughs> that area? 
Well, so for the longest time, so I was hesitating actually whether to do research in Senegal or Nigeria on the histories of photography because they both have very long histories, very important photo like photographers and uh, history of art making and modernism that has shaped, you know, the whole continent and well beyond. Um, eventually I decided to go for Senegal because I just fell in love with the images and I just, um, I work with these photographers. I met Ibrahima as I was starting my research and actually I interviewed him because at the beginning I thought I was going to, my research was going to be on modern and contemporary photography so I asked uh, to meet him for an interview to ask him that was like back in 2010. Um, and when we met, he came along with his own collection of photographs. And that was the first uh, uh, meeting, and I was, it blew my mind because it was actually kind of rare to find an artist, contemporary artist, who's also equally invested and interested in the history of photography. So in collecting, but also knowing and researching what that history was. So that, to me, that's what makes... Ibrahima's work so interesting because he's a contemporary artist, but he's always thinking back or alongside its history of photography in Senegal. There's a lot of history in the work. It is a mm -hmm. very, the images are very contemporary, but there's a lot of, there's different histories that you can read into it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if you could tell me, Julio, what are you seeing when you're looking at these works? Describe them for me and tell me what you're seeing, what, how they're I don't want to say affecting you in the sense that they're changing into something or trans. I guess they could be transformative in a way. Mm -hmm. But I'm really interested in what you see and then your reaction to what you're seeing when you look at the work. Mm -hmm. So what we're looking at here are three prints. So what uh, artists would call a sort of triptych, three prints put next to each other. We see this wall of like an ocean that is in front of us. And at the center, we see the head of a man, uh, of a black man, of a Senegalese man, uh, a kind of swimming, moving. We do not see uh, their face specifically, uh, but we see them like as the solitary figure in this uh, uh, ocean. Um, and so obviously because there are three, we see them in relation to each other. There is a sort of like a narrative uh, that these photographs are uh, capturing in some ways. Um, the man, there is not only the man, but there is a calabash. Um, how do you call that in English? Uh, oh, gourd bowl. Gourd bowl, thank you very much. Uh, and so the figure is interacting with that. And so Ibra here, is centering a figure, um, but we don't really see them. And so it's a, both about a representation and an abstraction, if you'd like. And in fact, he's not representing a specific individual, uh, but a genie. And this is part of his larger work, focusing on these um, uh, spirits, water spirits, uh, that are so important in various Senegalese cities. So once again, Ibra is working in the contemporary, but is looking for histories, theories um, that are about Senegal, and he wants to refer them back, bring them back to the surface. So when I was a million years ago, when I was first studying art history, and we were talking about photography, there was a huge discussion on whether or not photography was, a, was art, considered artwork. I say it is, and I will fight anybody who says it's not. <laughs> So is that part of, and this may be an unfair question or it might not even make any sense, we'll just see what happens, mm -hmm. but is that part of a way of 
silencing voices that may not have another way to express themselves. Is that some sort of gatekeeping in, in what is and what isn't considered art and who gets to make that decision? Mm -hmm. And did, is, did you see any pushback? Have you noticed that there's pushback you know, when it comes to photography and major galleries and, and the work that's represented? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Jeffrey Batchan, who's a photo historian, often describe photography as, you know, uh, always being... Uh, so the art field, uh, fine art, resisting photography as a field, as an art form. Um, and, you know, African photography then is further resisted as an art form because it literally entered museum in the West way much later, like in the 1990s. So actually for me, it's there has been always very important to study this history, this object as art. Um, and this is not to become elitist or to kind of uh, prove that, you know, force this revisionist history or um, enter their story, uh, but it is a question of taking this object seriously and taking the artists who produce them seriously, their history seriously. Um, and understanding, again, as this long duré, as this long history of image making, of art practices, art communities, art curating, and trying to rec recuperate those vocabularies, those methods. One of the things that Serebiri Moses and I talked about was the idea that the artist, as photographer, is not necessarily seen as historian <laughs> because of whatever background and paper they do or do not have. But then you have historians who, can, who want to read the photograph as part of a, mm -hmm. a timeline in history as a timeline in history, as a direct representation of the artist, subjectivity, identity, you know, fixing in some ways, whereas I think it's more interesting when the dialogue is open, when those frames are open. And that's also what I love about Ibrahima. Ibrahima is an artist, he's a collector. He, in his practice, he has shifted and done so many things. He's a photographer, but also he's done installation. So um, he's worked on um, decolonizing the museum in Senegal. So it's such a large practice that pushes boundaries and asks us to release that control, you know, in who's in, who's out, who, how you can do it, who they are, who this artist is, who these subjects are. So your lecture is going to be focused on photographs mm -hmm. and the history of photo photography in Senegal. Mm -hmm. So what are your key points? What do you want people to take away from mm -hmm. this lecture you're going to have a full crowd because people here show up and show out. <laughs> when we have lectures here to chase it, it makes me very oh, happy. Wow. So what sort of, are you thinking of taking the audience on the, a historical journey? How are you going to approach this? And what are some of the key things you want people to take away from the, from the lecture? Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to give a sense of the wealth and the breadth of the history of photography in Senegal as an example of the history of photography in the continent. Uh, up to the present day, for most, it is a surprise to hear that African countries have a history of photography that is as long as the one that is in Paris, in London, in Rome, in New York. And so for me, it's important to give a sense of that long and rich history um, and the beauty of all those images. And secondly, show how if we study this history, it um, 
it offers wonderful opportunity to rethink of what photography is, what it looks like, how do we tell these histories. Um, and so that's what I'm hoping to do. So then in your study, in your focus on photography, are there milestones that you've seen and changes in how people represent, maybe even technique? Or did you see any changes that were based on what's available in the medium and, and, and like tools and techniques and what would you call it? Supplies, what do you call that? Yeah. Medium, I guess, yeah, medium. medium. Yeah, no, definitely. Photography is one of those medium that change so dramatically. We tend to think of photography as one thing, one field, but actually it's so completely different. Like the first objects that were made as photography were daguerreotype. They were single objects. It was one of a kind. Um, it was very time-consuming, expensive, complex to make. Uh, and then, you know, you fast forward in the 1860s, you have carte de visite. There are multiple, they're cheaper, um, uh, they're meant to be used. And then you have, you know, um, snapshot in the 1900 where you can be the photographer, you can release the shutter, um, you can create your photo album. And then, you know, uh, and it continues in that way and then photography becoming an art. So in my book, uh, I did not have the uh, interest or, you know, I was not invested in telling a linear, comprehensive survey. It's not possible uh, of photography in Senegal. So I focus on four moments, actually, of that history that, to me, um, complicate, again, what we think of as photography and as African photography specifically. And what are those four? First of all, before we forget, what's the title of your book? Mm -hmm. And then what are those four moments if you want to share? Or you could do the, you have to read my book to find out. <laughs> no, 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 I am happy to share. So the book is entitled Portrait and Place, Photography in Senegal, 1840 to 1960. And so the four moments are like the beginnings with the earliest photographs taken in Senegal in the 1840s and actually they are some of the uh, oldest surviving photographs from West Africa. And we have very unexpected example. Let me just give you one. The earliest st studio that was opened in Senegal was not by a French, was not by an African, but was by an African-American, Augustus Washington, in 1862. That's the earliest recorded photographic studio that we know. So just that, I think, to me, is a good example to show that if we study, if we pay attention to this history, so many of our assumptions transform. Uh, the second uh, 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 chapter focuses on the interaction between lithographs and glass paintings and photographs with the popularization of photography, also here in an expected way, through Sufi devotional practices. So in, I argue that in Senegal it is um, Islamic devotional portrait that popularized a media, uh, genre that did not exist before. So Islam popularized portraiture. Third, I look at an, a once anonymous uh, photographer. I reconnected with the family who uh, uh, owned, like, kind of re-owned that archive and that history. And the last one looks at modernist uh, photographer in Senegal, looking at not only urban, very famous one like Mama Kassé um, that has been celebrated, but rural one, a photographer working in the interior. So also complicating what is modernism? What does modernism look like? What does liberation and independence look like? I'm wondering, Julia, if you're also seeing people, I don't want to say alter, I keep saying I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> people changing, this is how I can get to it, 
much like we have Instagram now, and we can use filters to change ourselves to do all these different things, do you see people changing sort of how they're representing themselves within photographs, going from maybe something that's really candid to something that's more stylized? This is the, this is the real me as opposed to this is the me I want the world to think I am or how I want to present myself to the world. Absolutely. I think those are the two extremes that to me actually always coexist in photography. You know, as people experiment in the self-fashioning, in the artificial versus, you know, um, reality of who we are. I think with photography at the very beginning, it was such a rare opportunity that if you had one portrait taken in your life, it would be such a serious business. You would wear your best clothes. It would be such an stylized, idealized representation of yourself for posterity. And later, I think there's much more playfulness um, and um, kind of candidness and, you know, because you can take many photos. <laughs> Are there images and practices that surprise you? Are you, do you see something that just like sets you back on your heels? Because it feels to me like you've been very diligent and intense with your studies. So I'm wondering if you still get that surprise, that joy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have to say, you know, I am so, I've been so interested in this history and I continue to study it and research it because it surprises me all the time. And I think what I've discovered as, as a researcher is that it's so much about learning and so much about unlearning things that I've been told growing up. And um, so actually the surprise comes also often as I stay and listen and hear people like Ibrahim explaining me this history, looking through the images with them and learning me to look beyond what I know. So then how does it, has it changed how you look at your own photographs and your family photographs? Ooh, that's a good question, unexpected one. I'm not sure. I have to think about it for a second. Huh. Because I'm also wondering, like you said, when you met Ibrahim, he brought a photo book. Mm. Do you, have you adopted those practices? Are you now meeting people through images? Mm. Uh, hmm, that's such a good question. Yeah, I think I'm much more aware of the power of photography and I see how it touches me, how it connects me with my family, with my um, where I come from, you know, how I build my relations. So I definitely am more aware, but I have to keep thinking about this question. We'll check back in. Yes. <laughs> is there anything you want to tell me I didn't ask you? Uh, no, I mean, this is such a wonderful opportunity to be here. Maybe the only uh, last thing that I'd like to say is that so much of what I'm going to share tonight and is because I had... Uh, so many people like Ibra or others sharing with me so um, this history and so it's part of a larger conversation and, yeah and I look forward to feedback and questions and other um, perspectives on the topic you've been listening to meet me at the chase our guest Julia Pauletti is an assistant professor in art history at the University of Virginia. She was invited to present a lecture based on her research on the history of photography in Senegal and West Africa at UW-Madison's Chazen Museum of Art. Meet Me at the Chazen is a production of the Chazen Museum of Art on the campus of UW-Madison in Madison, Wisconsin. For more information about the museum, its collections, and exhibitions, visit chazen.wisc.edu. I'm your host, Jonathan Fields. Thank you for listening.